everyone. Hello and welcome back to How to Pakistan. We've got Musharraf as usual and me. Uh, so Musharraf, I love the title of this podcast. Uh, you know, we're seeing that both the PTI and the MQM are coming together for a specific purpose. So you've proposed a uh, a nomenclature for this partnership. Well, I think it's the Muttahida Tariqe Insaf. MTI. It's it's coming it's coming together coming together. Uh, I I think it's and really coming strong. together is good. It's very good, right? So here's the thing. I, I <laughs> So I saw this story, right? I loved it. And the odd thing is and I'm sure you feel the same. I actually think this is good politics. Right? You're in opposition, you want to unseat the Bro, PPP. Honestly, yeah. from from the perspective of the MQM Pakistan, which I think is a brilliant thing. I think anything minus Altafus hand, whatever it is, Pan, Edgware Road, the MQM Pakistan <laughs> is 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 a good thing. Uh, you know, I think for too long you know this country and and that party tolerated that that man and i think they've really struggled for credibility and i think that the pti's extension of a hand of friendship toward them even though it's in a limited context mm. actually lends more credibility to the mqm than than anything they've done so far i mean i think they tried to align with the prime minister uh, you know they voted and for they, yeah, yeah and and they also tried to align with the PMLN uh, partly oh, no, the appointment of Zubair yeah. as as governor was was meant to be essentially an instrument of negotiation that was supposed to create that space for the PMLN but uh, i think this is great uh, it reflects a maturity within the PTI it reflects credibility for the for the MQM Pakistan and hopefully it signals stability for Karachi inshallah so i i i think uh, two things i think one i agree with you i think it's good politics partly for the pti to you know extend their hand rather than going it alone and not necessarily having impact so doing that is uh, something interesting i actually do think that i hope it doesn't work out that the leader of the opposition does not change and uh, this is because you love the ppp no it's because i think it's we're because too... you hate the pti no it's it, got to be one of the two no it's a third reason it's um the pti sir ya to log corrupt hote yeah or they're non corrupt okay i'm going to take the binary and put in a third gender into this which is that i think the problem with the pti is that uh, on occasion you're very they're very clear about what they don't like but they don't necessarily say what they'll propose to do and well, this is the tahrir square problem yeah, if you remember yeah. yeah and then the other problem with that is that right now then the choice would be between say a very pliant opposition leader and one which is an obstructionist one in the last year they have to you know they've got the nab chief they've got to work out who you know the uh, caretaker governments will be there's a lot of stuff to do if the PTI chooses to do this seriously i think it's great it'll just add a bit of energy into the system but given what they've done in the past if it's obstructionist i think uh, too close to an election it'll create a constitutional issue and one of the things that we need to ensure is having these elections on time but can you explain why there's a search for a new opposition leader like where did this whole thing come from so because i think a lot of our, our listeners yeah. probably 
have a very good idea, but I think a lot of our listeners also are probably wondering what the hell what the hell this this whole thing is. Well, I think it's also that it's an opportunity to ensure that the final nail in the coffin is put through by having a NAB chief that the PTI has some, uh, you know, confidence in that will do, do the job. But Wait, but I thought the NAB chief and, and the whole judiciary was being run from the GHQ, so what does the PTI have to do with all this? Oh, I think, I think they're... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I think I think they're making sure that uh, in case because uh, we've seen NROs happen, we've seen other things. They're making sure they're covering their bases. So what is this? Let's talk a little bit. It's interesting you mentioned NRO, and you know there's been a real reaction to to Imran Khan, uh, or rather not even Imran Khan. I think it was uh, it was the SMQ Farooq Sitar meeting, yeah. right? That that's produced a whole range of memes and a whole range of reactions. Yeah. And people seem to be really upset. And what's really funny is my, you know, my take on this is actually bravo PTI. Yeah. Like, uh, superb, right? You're doing politics. It, yeah. Welcome welcome to the party. But, yeah. but, but the beautiful thing also is that it's kind of like the eighth welcome, right? Yeah. Like, you'll take in, you know, Firdos Ashik Avan and... Shamimud Qureshi yeah. and Khurshid Kasuri, they're all and people where there's no and, and upside all, like Baba and it's Ravan. all good yeah. and 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 Baba Ravan. Yeah. and it's all good like yeah. that's what politics is and so the issue I don't think is I think for a lot of partisans right like if I was if I was really PMLN of course I take great glee in this be, you know because it somehow reflects some sort of defeat yeah. but as somebody who's as disgusted by the PTI as he is by the PMLN as he is by any other a political party, and concurrently as enamored by the PMLN as he is by the PTI as he is by any other party, for yes. me, the elevation of the PTI to conduct politics as it's conducted all over the world in terms of engaging whatever audiences you can engage to achieve specific policy outcomes, in this case, the uh, the, the Shervani, I was about to say Vardi, yeah. the Shervani yeah. for, uh, for, for Khan Saab, is is uh, it's a perfectly legitimate pursuit? Like I, I don't understand what the what the problem here is. The problem, yeah. Now, so exactly that politically, it's great. Everyone's welcoming it. That this is a way of making sure that the system continues to run. I think the problem is that you know, as people say, oh, you've got it. Then they make a little snide remark, and that's also in part and parcel of politics. You're going to have to develop that thick skin. But then you get the supporters coming. No, 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 no. You see, we changed because they took out Altaf. And Farooq Sitar only has like a few dozen cases. But also, Farooq Bhai is not as big as Altaf Bhai. So yeah. I think he's less intimidating. Yeah, right? exactly. And what? also, Farooq Bhai, yeah. you yeah. know, and Altaf, I think, is sort of Bihari. So yeah. I think there's probably yeah. Some, yeah. some stuff going on. There. And plus, there's threshold of like, Considering somebody suspect is about four sedition cases, <laughs> right? So now, now there he's below that threshold, and uh, so you've got all these supporters insisting that you know that this is majburi. I also think there's a really interesting precedent to this, which is in the beginning when you know these governments came in place. I don't think Imran Khan had read the rules of business or the constitution properly. And he thought, yeah, he was, you really have to stop this. <laughs> no, no, you know, this, Imran this Khan is, is a great Democrat. This is great. right? He's a, he's a big leader in this country. Like he said he was the leader of opposition. Yeah. And then somebody said, no, actually, you can't do it on the tally of votes, but you have to do it on the tally of seats and how that plays into parliament. 
for which actually Khurshid Shah is the legitimate leader. And this is maybe one way of addressing it. But I think the mistake that's happened, this is the interesting thing. As the party, look, the party has already said two things, and I don't think it's acknowledged enough. Their open door policy is now literally a hangar wide, you know, 28 feet doors. Anybody or anyone can join them. And that's been happening. And that's kind of smart. Um, although I do wonder about some people joining, you know, where there's no real upside. Well, there's no upside that you can see, but obviously, I don't. Do you have the wisdom of Imran Khan? No, I, I don't see googlies when they come. But I'll tell you one other thing to this is that. By the way, were yeah. you ever, ever able to. Tune Kelly in a cricket? Yes. I could never read what was. Co- like the, 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 the grip. Yeah. So I, I, I could never play spin. Like, but yeah. it doesn't matter if it's out, off or in or wrist or leg. or. But, like, but, but did you have uh, specs even then? No, I didn't. Okay. I, I, had, I started wearing specs when I was 26. I always had specs. And there's a part where the ball comes under the field of vision from the glass. And that tends to really upset your ability to play spin. And that's a technical reason. But I was just a really shit player. So I... You know, I was, I, I my knew, hand-eye coordination was horrible. I don't know about yours. I was terrible. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not naturally athletic. But uh, I love... I know I know. I look naturally athletic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely svelte, as you yeah. know. But I'll tell you what, the second thing... <laughs> the second thing that I find really funny, and I think this could have been avoided, is you have Shah Mahmood Qureshi go... He breaks the ice... Potentially, you know, this is a really big move, having a change in the leader of the opposition. It just adds to the pressure of the, you know, to the PMLN. And then within the party, you've got your Tareen factions, X, Y, and they said, well, you know, first it seems to suggest that Shah Mahmood will be the leader of the opposition. Who would be better because he attends parliament at least when it's required? But can I tell you, on this, on, on a serious note, I have a real problem with the way things have shaken up. No, it's really embarrassing. Nawaz Sharif should have should have sat in Parliament for yeah. the five years during the PPP government, and he should have been leader of the opposition. But it's beneath Nawaz Sharif; he's too good to be leader of the opposition. He can only be prime minister yeah. because he's Nawaz Sharif. Yeah. Imran Khan, I'm almost certain, will not take on the role of leader of the opposition. He's not. He's just being. He's going to give it to one by of his, his other factions. Like they can't say, "Make me." or XYZ, no, but, but, leader of the opposition. But doesn't the it bother to, you? The Bibi? way to undercut Shah Mahmood yeah, is to say is we to want say, Imran. But, but, but Imran's not going to do it because Imran too is too good. for. If he does, I think it would be a great credit to him because it would reflect a return to the centrality of parliament as the arbiter of political power in Pakistan. I don't Absolutely. know if you remember this, but yeah. when the, in the 90s, it was Bibi versus Nawaz Sharif. So one of them was prime minister and the other one was leader yeah. of the opposition. And you used to have these great moments in parliament when the prime minister would be standing on one side yeah. and the leader of the opposition would be standing on the other. I really thought things might have gone differently if Imran Khan and Nawaz Sharif had attended parliament regularly and had interacted between the two of them in parliament i kid you not this whole five years but, would have gone differently but this is really we always underestimate the power of the handshake yeah. and the face-to-face meeting i agree it, it, we've talked about this with the yeah. trolls right yeah. like people who you've met and looked in the eye will have we'll a lot more trouble calling yeah. your mother names yeah. than people who who enjoy the 
the obscurity or yeah. or the or the and here's the thing like, it's interesting that in terms of both of these and I'm talking about Nawaz Sharif and Imran Khan right now is that when they did return to parliament the PTI and Khwaja Asif launched into that tirade which was odd given that the government was encouraging them to come back it was in bad form necessarily the, you know the thing that's become iconic koi sharam koi haya and you know whatever the issues but if you're urging another party to come in you're not going to necessarily embarrass them in doing so but i find it interesting that both whether it was nawaz sharif he had a reason because you know there was this feeling that the opposition would embarrass him they would put him under immense amounts of pressure and that shows a problem in leadership like you said because you're elected under the format that you're the prime minister you're not the president you're going to have to come back and i also agree that those ancillary benefits right now i think just the nawaz imagery for imran and imran for nawaz are exactly that they're just people who show up on tv or are somebody somebody's talking about on facebook whereas this idea that you know in and the beauty and the necessity the necessity of parliamentary politics is that you got to be there because there's another big problem if nawaz is not attending you know in his cabinet he doesn't have anybody from fata he doesn't have anybody from xyz and that sort of myopic sort of centralized thinking is something that develops over time especially with you know a parliament that was slightly dysfunctional like his one uh, sorry a uh, cabinet that was dysfunctional like his So I agree absolutely this is something that needs to change and even though it's party partisans within the PTI who are pushing Imran Khan he should take it up he should be the leader of the opposition yeah. but you're saying that they shouldn't change Khushid Shah No I I I think because I don't think because you want Nab to continue to be a dysfunctional corrupt I I want elections to happen on time right so I if Nawaz Sharif is disqualified from office yeah. do the elections matter yes What if democracy died? Okay, let me let me no. Let's let's spice it up a little bit. What if Imran Khan gets disqualified from holding office? Do elections matter? Yes, but I agree. So basically, you're okay with the GHQ running in a a sham election in which they basically no. It's hugely problematic, but I see that the options that Nawaz has. Right, my fear is. that there is a certain rule of engagement that he now has to operate within if he's going to speak to people in the streets if he's going to speak at jalsas he's going to basically take pot shots at musharraf he's not going to say ghq has done this or that to me because if he does that that opens up a new can of worms where i genuinely fear that you know we'll have some interim measures which means either an interim government either elections postponed or the worst option Uh what's, most people, sorry what's the worst that's option that's a coup right i most people say that's never going to happen i am one of those who, you mean coup yes coup right okay dale coup right you're not a twin peaks guy <laughs> <laughs> um i love the i love the podcast format yes it's, it's fantastic yeah so so i yeah i i do agree with you i think um uh, I think it's really hilarious though that the recent amendment to the political parties uh, act where you know somebody who has been disqualified on 62 63 can uh, still lead a party 
And I, I love the beauty of it, right? The opposition, look, look, look at how it's framed. It wasn't supposed to pass in the Senate. And it passed. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it was person-specific legislation to Nawaz Sharif. Mm -hmm. It was insurance for Imran Khan. Mm -hmm. And it was a possible form of reconciliation for Altaf, right? It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, like, you know, everyone said, how did this pass? Oh, shit. Let's do two, three. Let, let's actually hold the committee's four or five show cause notices. And then, like, everybody's, like, airy-fairy. Oh, you know. It's never going to happen. But now it's passed. What can we do? Yeah. And the beauty is every party in it has benefited enormously. Potentially. Yeah. Although I... I but is it a benefit to the parties? I mean, these are not parties, right? Like, let's, let's, let's play real for a second. Yeah. Because until now, the whole, the whole conversation has been fake. We've just been shilling for our favorite parties. So Absolutely. Yeah. But, but for a moment, if we were to be honest. Yeah. Is the PMLN behaving like a real political party? Serious question. So I have to say something. I, I found... Well, this one time I'm going to let you. Okay, please, <laughs> yes. I, 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 find, I find this interesting is that I think a lot of my impressions, and this is really odd, is how Shahid Khakan has been running things, right? Just going to meetings, committees, doing it through the process that's supposed to happen having a foreign minister and whatever. And so irrespective of my opinions on, you know, how you've got a selective accountability mechanism in place, but the fact is that it's Shahid Khakan more than anyone is making clear how dysfunctional, um, you know, how things were happening at the center. Uh, it's, it's of interest to me. I think the other thing is that the option right now and what I've been worried about is that when you have person-specific legislation like that, then what is Nawaz Sharif thinking, right? I think his goal should right now be, is that's it, three times prime minister, I'm done with it, let me just ensure the system doesn't derail, I make my party win again. And I'm not sure that he has those interests at heart. Uh, so that's clear, I mean, that was kind of what I was pointing to, but let me... Let me frame it a little bit differently. Where is the dissent against the kind of language that I think is okay for me, uh, but that people have pointed to as being sort of not in the national interest when it comes from Mariam Nawaz Sharif or, or even Nawaz Sharif? Whom, whom is, or... Like which, which ones? You know, the constant attempts to drudge up the sieve mill angle and and not drudging it up all the way just kind of just kind of just kind of rubbing up against it without yeah. actually sort of taking it home if you will like it's not but I actually think that's a responsible way of doing it well look I think I'm a little more puritanical on this if there is a real issue if there's evidence in particular of a real issue being being in play why aren't we hearing about it? Where's the... What are we waiting for? So, yeah, so I think... It's two months today. Yeah, so I, I think that's an interesting question, but I think the reason for that is because they're fairly clear on what the outcome for that is. I think that 
as a party, as an individual. He's been beaten black and blue for two days, I mean two years. Um, and he's a victim in all this. No, his reputation, like, just... Wait, who, who, why has he been beaten black and blue? I mean, for the Panama case, right? But but whose fault is it that he's oh, been beaten? Ultimately, when you look at it, there are a thousand opportunities he had to make sure that it wouldn't go this way, that, it, you know, it would have been reasonable to expect that you set up a commission and... This now, if you and I are saying this. Yeah. Why isn't somebody in the PMLN... This is the question that I have. Why has the PMLN leadership beyond Nawaz Sharif, beyond Maryam Nawaz Sharif, beyond Shabazz Sharif, beyond Hamza Shabazz Sharif. I don't know if there's any Sharifs left. I, yeah. I, I'm sure there must be. Beyond these individuals, where is the dissent? Where is the minister or the... I mean, where where's the internal balancing mechanism? Where's the conversation within the PMLN meeting that says, Mian Saab, you've ruined it for all of us. And you've derailed a generational opportunity for Pakistan to resolve the civ mill so disequilibrium. Here, here's the thing, right? Okay, yeah. So here's the thing. I think partly because as a party, um, so much banks on Nawaz Sharif and his Then own it's not a party. Then, then it's not a party. Yeah, yeah, but it's what we have in terms of all parties. I mean, even the party which is... The least unlike that, which is which, which is the that? PTI. I right? don't think the PTI is the least unlike that. I, the PTI is almost a mirror image of the. You it, take away Imran Khan, there is no party. That's my point, right? I'm saying in terms of structure. No, there's lots of the ANP is not like that. I'm sorry, you can say whatever you want about the ANP, but you take. I mean, Begum I Nasir never was, say anything like that about the. Well, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're a partisan Pakhtun <laughs> hack. But beyond that, yeah. I'm not. Yes. clearly, <laughs> yes. you know. Yeah. Zach cannot yeah. speak one word of Pakhtu. Yeah. Yeah. Even, you know, <laughs> so like, but... No, no, but even the ANP has a problem. Look, you've got a... Wait, Arari. Begum Nasim. Hold no, on no, a second. No, 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 that was, that was like a slight sojourn into what was the eventual... Uh, no, but you have multiple system. power centers in that party. You, you have Asfandiyar, you have the Belors, yeah. or, or had the Belors. Had, the Belo yeah. No, but Belor is still... It, it's a brand name yeah. in that party. Yeah. And the Hotis are a very important, you know, power center in that party. You have an intellectual sort of front line with uh, Afrasiab uh, Seb and uh, and Bushra Seba. So you have uh, you have a multiplicity of actors that shape and define the party agenda, and you have young people, by the way, in the ANP uh, who are it, it, who are way, incredibly vocal and who actually don't give a crap what Bali, Bali, yeah, yeah. Bali the Seb says. NYO that they've made, yeah. It's one of the most Those guys are animals. They're, they're, they're fantastic. Uh, it's, if anything, if Pakistan has, if you look to what it has in the future and you look for hope, you see the way those guys talk. Maybe I wouldn't go amazing. that far, but but they are certainly not shills for their leadership. Yeah, yeah, That's not. the point I'm trying to make, that even Asfandiyar Wali Khan is answerable to office holders of the NYO, correct yeah. or incorrect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, Show me a mirror in the PTI or the PMLN. No, there isn't. Show me a mirror in the yeah. PPP. By the way, the PPP is exactly the same. Where's it the is. dissent in the PPP? If yeah. you if you but speak here, against Popo, yeah, yeah. you're dead. Yeah, yeah. But here's my point. I think that those deficiencies in these parties, I agree 100% for them. But unfortunately, so I think what we need to By bifurcate... the way, Jamaat-e-Islami is another one. 
Jamaat Islami is not a one man or one family yeah, yeah, dictatorship. I, I was about to say that it's it's probably the best. Uh, it's certainly it's certainly in the same league as the ANP and might yeah, be might be better. I think it's better. Um, and and by the way, MQM Pakistan for whatever for all its failings, my, the whole minus. I think it's too early to make that uh, assessment. Yet. See, there's your there's your ethnic bias. मतलब जमात को दे दिया जमात को दे दिया साले जमात को दे दिया साले लेकिन उसको नहीं देता यार बड़ी ज़्यादती है यार हमने तुम्हें कराची में जगा दी तुम एमक्यूएम पाकिस्तान को नहीं मानते यार सुबहानअल्लाह so 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 look the point being is our parties are the way they are and they do articulate what the people want to a certain degree that being said is that these deficiencies in our party structures does not invite the kind of meddling that's happening in the democratic process which is by you know what we'd call the establishment you know the army's influence in politics the judiciaries right now so i'll I'm tell you saying, what I'm just i'll tell you what sustains no but they're not separate there's an no interrelate. i know the because the sustenance of this model narrative of party, is because when they do political these parties yes. is is based on the intervention if you didn't have these interventions these parties wouldn't be structured like this so, but that's not the party's fault then no i didn't say it was the party's yeah. fault my my assertion about the structure of the parties has nothing to do with whether the parties should or shouldn't be involved in politics it, it uh, my position or on this is reasonably should, yeah my position on this i think should be reasonably no, clear no, right clear. i'm yeah, very yeah, yeah. I, i'm perfectly fine yeah, with yeah. the pmln n with the pti i yeah. with the with, with with whatever with the jui f you know like yeah. that's all good uh the point is i'm trying to figure out what it would take for coherent party structures to exist in this country short of a guided democracy experiment which is what you and I actually fear probably the most yes. frankly more than worse than a direct coup is a kind of the hand of god type of a situation for me that is the worst it is the worst because right? it because it undermines the link between and it the individual between the individual citizen yeah. and political will yeah. at the highest office is there that link is becoming a dotted line yeah now my argument of course is that that dotted line it, in many ways it's it's already a dashed line if you will right yeah. that the compromise in that equation is that the mna and the mpa is completely powerless when they stand in front of their party leadership yeah they don't dissent they don't have the power to dissent they don't have the will to dissent and so the parties become servicing agencies for the individual or family interests yeah now i do think the bti is slightly different in that there is no there's no intergenerational record yeah imran khan is 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 yeah. an entity today it's and there's more, no sign and there's no sign more beholden though to another thing which is the ability to finance the party well has worse than finance the ability yeah. to get in imran's ear i mean it's yeah, yeah, it's almost like which which again is is actually perfectly legit in the sense that the same happens if you want to influence policy yeah. no in any country in the yeah. world people target two fora they yeah. target the collective which usually is parliament or the media yeah. or they target the executive and in this case the executive happens to be a person in, like in KP yeah if you want to get something done there's four or five different ways but one of the best ways is say something to Imran Khan yeah. get him to understand it and he'll he'll yeah. make it more or less 
he'll try and make it happen, or yeah. at least he'll put the th- wheels in motion for, for that to happen. Yeah. So uh, none of this is to suggest that there's anything illegitimate about it, but as a product of this exercise, what I'm seeing is the extreme vulnerability of the party structures to beheadings. Yeah. So the worry for me is that, I mean, I know we laughed when I said, is it a real election if you don't have uh, Nawaz Sharif on the top? Because I think that's a lot more palatable to people because we've had two months to get used to it. Yeah. There is no Imran Khan at the top of the ticket yeah. in the PMLN. Yeah. They may still be called the PMLN, and depending on how they resolve the conflict within the family, mm-hmm. and I think if they're smart, it's going gonna, it's gonna to resolve only in one direction, which is the brother. But Oh, obviously. And I, and I, I also think that... So, you know, I think... Uh, just want to quickly add one thing. I think it's, Nawaz Sharif is saying that, you know, he has effectively a historic opportunity now to right these wrongs of 40 years of interventions or uh, manipulations and all that. And again, every single thing he's done since suggests... The opposite. The opposite, right? So whether it's giving your wife the ticket, whether it is, quite frankly, if you did an analysis, yeah, Shabazz doesn't get the votes, right? But... If you look at who's done his time, at least within the ambit of the family, and for that Can matter, I contest that? Yeah. I've heard this a lot, and I've, I've said it myself. Yeah. He's not a vote-getter. Uh, having said that, 2013. Yeah. What was the, what was the basis of voting for uh, Nawaz Sharif? No, it's always been his delivery. Whose delivery? Shabazz's. Right. No, this so is the of paradox. Course he's a this is why winner. the brother is pissed. No, no, but he's see, also I think... pissed at Kismet. He's like, what the <laughs> hell, man? But actually, so I think it's a really interesting political combination. In a sense... No, but I'll tell you one thing. It's also slightly a issue of what the people warm up to. Nawaz Sharif, whereas, you know, in the urban centers, they may not like his folksy attitude or his slightly dhima, whatever, but it resonates with certain groups. Shabazz doesn't come across that way, and as, irrespective of delivery X, Y, Z, that has a certain percentage to whatever resonance you want for people who will potentially vote for Well, you. let me ask you this. Yeah. What you're assuming there is that, okay, so there's a certain Tadagam dude who votes Nawaz Sharif, then there's the urban Parelike, and they all vote for PTI. It's not what the numbers tell us. No, no, I agree. The numbers tell us, the numbers tell us that there is a significant split in the urban vote, yeah. and it leans PMLN. And my argument is that that urban vote that leans PMLN in 2013 was not the vote that elected Nawaz Sharif in 1997. So you're saying that in 97, it was... It was Nawaz Sharif. It was Nawaz Sharif. In 2013, it was a combination of the memory of Nawaz Sharif and the delivery in hand. Something like 54 bypasses were constructed in the last 12 months Hmm. of the previous Punjab regime. Hmm. Oh, by the way, I heard a great joke. I have to throw this in. And I'll credit it to who? I think it was Dr. Farooq Salim. It was like, people who live, metros, what do you call them? Metros. Like, metrosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, I think Sheba there's... Sharif is a metrosexual. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some infrastructure, yeah. too. I, I have no problem with infrastructure. Um, 
the um, I mean I think that I think that it's going to be really complicated if Imran Khan gets disqualified. It's, it's, it's going to undermine. It's going to undermine the basis of almost all of my work for the last six years. Yeah, has been that if you trust politicians and politics over time, they're the only tools for macro transformation. It's it's a inconvenient tool. Uh, you have to hold your nose at times, but politicians are a much better delivery mechanism for change than any other tool, which is why I love the idea of PTI as a significant player in our discourse. The vulnerability of the political system to manipulation has manifested itself multiple times, both through interventions by the GHQ and its associates and by the running of the country through the family conglomerate conglomerate sort of model whether it's Sindh and Shajil Memon and Puppy who's Puppy? not Puppy what's Puppy. his Puppy Puppy to Puppo ah. now the other dude from from Tata the Zardari's dude is like there's so many yeah but there was one dude with it with this with this weird nickname I'm forgetting the nickname now okay. but whether it's Zardari plus plus I'm talking about somebody else. This is some right. dude. Um, so I, I have a different project uh, pr- prediction. I think Nawashri being out of the system, uh, as strange as this may sound, it might actually help. Who? The PMLN. <laughs> I, I'll tell you why. Like, I, I think if the brother's involved or, you know, you have Shahid Khakan or whatever, you have something. And this party does have capacity of people who are able to do things and understand the system. I actually think that uh, it won't hurt the PTI in one way. is because if he's still allowed to head the party and he's, you know, removed, let's say, from contesting elections, Imran Khan, What's the function of Imran Khan right now? And that's a function he could still do later on. You have somebody in KP who's a very old-school fixer-type politician, Barwez Khatak. And what's Imran Khan's role? Is asserting that moral influence. Is asserting that influence that, okay, you know, Barwez Khatak... You know, this mythology, I, I really have a problem with this. No, 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 I, I agree, I agree. I, I it's love too the simple. legitimacy of PTI, yeah. but... But we keep ascribing this kind of normative, like, structure to Imran Khan's engagement in politics. He's a politician. No, no, so, I agree. So, so there's no moral but I'm, addition. I'm just saying, yeah. If you don't have the choice and you're chucked out and you can't contest the election, yeah, I do not believe that it will significantly dent the PTI in the sense if he's still out there, if his whole thing is using his personal equity to get votes. And his ability then he'll also to use the personal equity to keep things under control exactly. and not let the Patwaris within BTI take over the party. Basically. No, and there's a problem. The, he's aligned to a certain level of Patwaris, that extent, right? So, so, so that ex- That's no, the problem. No, no, but that isn't such a problem. Actually, to that extent, we have evidence because we have four years of KP. Yeah. And we know that there are multiple power centers. Yeah. And we know what the tendencies of the Pervez Khatak regime are. Yeah. And we also know that Imran Khan has served as a 
last gap, last, last... Uh, veto end. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like a last gap measure, yeah. uh, a plug, if yeah. you will, uh, that restricts the, if you will, patvariness yes. of the PTI and KP. Yes, and that's my point, that if he was removed, it wouldn't necessarily signify... I don't know. The I, I, think you're under, I think you're underestimating the power of not only the office, but the potential of the office. So I think that one of the reasons why he enjoys that moral authority is not because of his morals. Yeah. It's because <laughs> there's the... <laughs> no, no, I don't... No, yeah. that's not... We're not taking it yeah. there. It's because he is a potential prime minister in waiting. And PK knows that he is not. So his engagement with the party is based on a series of predictions about future rents, right? Yeah. And again, rents in the economic sense, not the yeah. corruption or whatever. So political and, and possibly yeah. accounting and economic rents. But, the, but the, if you take that off the table, let, let's put it a different but, but way. Let's would, put it a different but way. But that would really work if this was 2014, with effectively eight months left. The you know tears of the balance are back in Imran Khan's favor because if he was not able because, to contest the election because vote Baleko mil vote Baleko mil and then secondly when you're allotting you know your uh, I, uh, tickets things like that I think he'd be able to reassert that in whatever function that he'd want to and he'd be able to carry it on yeah I'd agree after maybe two years of 2020 then you'd see a whittling down of what Imran could or could not do. Because during these four years, I mean, there have been points where Pervez Kharak called him back and said, like, dude, you don't understand politics. You might think this is dodgy, but we need to do this. I think where the PTI is a much more interesting case study for me in terms of the coherence of the capacity to dictate from the top is we know for a fact Arif Alvi, SMQ, and especially Asad Umar, yeah. have repeatedly dissented. Yes. It's still gone the way Khan has wanted it to go. Yeah. But we, we at least know for a fact that it... I think the one interesting distinction for me is that... I, don't I think these in these three, two are very different from the third. SMQ's dissent from that is, of Asad Umar and Alvi's is of a different nature and it is motivated differently. But that's politics. I, I don't really... Uh, I think, of course, there's a distinction, and I think you're yeah. right. But I'm not gonna. I don't want to grade their the quality of their descent right. on on the motives that we're assigning yeah. uh, or attributing to them. Can you name other than Chaudhry Nasar, who's now out in the cold? Yeah. Other than Chaudhry Nasar, and and that's a really weird dance. Like I don't know exactly. Is that a bromance gone cold? Has it always been like some sort of a deal? You know, it's like those weird marriages. You see them, and you're like, what is the deal there? Like, because there's no money and there's yeah. no looks, and you know. So what's what? I mean, is it really love? And 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 maybe it is. I mean, yeah. we know for for example, Javed Hashmi loved Miasa, yeah. like actually devotedly, passionately loved him as yeah. a leader and as a friend. I don't think that's the case with Jaudi Nasar. So I haven't quite figured out what it is. But other than Jaudi Nasar, like I, I just named three in the PTI, and we know multiple times these guys have. There's others too, but these are the three that are most often uh, most capable of of, yeah. of standing up. Name one, name one guy in PMLN who stands up. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. And, I take and also, point. name one female, period. Like, I just, yeah. you know, I mean... No, no, females should not dissent. Because what these parties do to these women, it is extraordinarily... We've seen 
like whether it's don't try and pass Gulalai off as as a I'm not just talking that about her. I'm talking about you know Naz Baloch, all the stuff that happens to them because there is at least a gnawing suspicion that these online hordes are not organic. Um, when you know women sort of stand up, I mean you you saw what happened uh, in uh, the Sindh Assembly, right? I forget her name right now and what the PPP minister said to her like you come to my room and I'll show you the ropes or whatever it is the point uh, I mean I'm just interjecting I'm just saying it's there's a reason why uh, I think that there's a much bigger block to like what are you, if you're somebody in the party and you say something and you're a dude you know you'll get smacked down you won't be looked in the eye or you won't be called to another meeting but sort of the uh, recriminations that happen to Women are a win above beyond. I, I, I'm not contesting that. All I yeah. was su- suggesting was that it's hard to identify women in in yeah. the upper echelons. I was, of I was also parties. not. I mean, this was not a substantial point. I was just trying to be cool. But, but you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so look, I think, I, I really. But I'm, I worry I, about yeah. an election in which. The centers of gravity of these parties are compromised, yeah. and the party cultures are not capable of processing multiplicity of opinion. Let, you know what I would call there, this? I'm going to give somebody credit. As odd as it sounds, it was uh, Nawaz Sharif. He had like the world's most dysfunctional cabinet, and there were people who would like one him to take sides against one or the other. And that, by the way, is something that Shabazz would never allow. Be able to do. No, no, yeah. he wouldn't be able to do it. He's too, he's, he's too emotive yeah. uh, as, a, as a person to be able to pull off the kind of cold, calculated man- manipulation yeah, 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 and, and yeah. management of, of his people that, yeah. that Nawaz Sharif manages. Look, here's the bottom line. For many years, it was said that you don't want to behead the MQM yeah. because when you do, there'll be bloodbath in Karachi. Yeah. But you put in the Rangers and you put down the threat yeah. of, of recrimination that was much worse than trolls, right? Yeah. It, was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was jail, it was torture, it was yeah. a whole range of things. You have today an MQM that's reasonably coherent, yeah. minus Altaf Hussain, but that's essentially uh, what we say in Urdu, Beyaro Madadgar. Yeah. It wanted to engage with the center, and I don't think that engagement went very well, which is why it's now flirting with the PTI. Yeah. It's going to continue to play the market. It has no option because it's a small and it's not regional party. New. Of course not. Uh, but small regional parties never have the op- That's the difference. No, no, hold on. But, yeah, but, but again, we, yeah. we, we treat this as something to be condemned, whereas every small party in every country in the world actually plays the field. Yeah. That's that's what they do. Yeah. So the ANP plays the field, yeah. the JUIF plays the field, yeah. and the larger parties that engage them My boss get, get, has seem made to get it away. An art form. Who? My boss Fuzzle. He's made it an art form. <laughs> he's a OG. Yeah, he's a gang. Game. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 an other level gangster. But but he's still and by the way, I meant that as a compliment, just, yeah. just so that we're uh, we're clear. Not in the Supreme Court sense, you mean? No, absolutely not. <laughs> not not in the not in the Mario Puzo sense. Yeah. But I think we have we have this treatment of these parties, and it's easier to talk about the smaller ones like this because it's more fathomable 
to see them beheaded. And what we're seeing with the PMLN now is a, a, a real beheading yeah. and what that looks like. Yeah. And this disqualification case against Imran, which I think some people take more seriously than others. I'm kind of, I'm on the fence. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up getting disqualified. I would be a little bit surprised. But I was I mean, a little bit surprised of, by, by July 28th as well, to be honest with you. But so. in terms of, like, if you read the July 28th, uh, it applies exactly to... That's why Imran I Khan. wouldn't, yeah, that's why I wouldn't fall off my chair. Yeah. I, I'd still be surprised, but, but it would... Uh, yeah, it would be really interesting if you end up with the two biggest parties missing or, or having their actual leaders incapable of holding office. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my end result of this is that I think that um, the PTI would be less vulnerable in just because of where they are now and, and thanks to this amendment as well. Um, PMLN depends on how much Nawaz wants to poke the bear. And but what's really important is let the elections happen on time. Uh, it'll be not ideal, but you know all these things like so questions like you said like you know selecting a new NAB chief or whatever. I think they're not as big an issue in the big you know longer scheme of things. As long as just making sure the system is on track, on times, periodic, and then we hope that you know. Time is a is a healer. Is a healer. On that note, Fussy Zucca, it's as always been a great pleasure. I'm still fascinated by the title that we chose for this. Uh, I love it, Mutaheda Terike Insaf. I I also love it very much, and uh, I want to thank you. Once again. All right, we'll talk to everyone soon. Inshallah. Yes, definitely. We're going to be regular from now on.